Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, wherever the hell you're listening to this. You're listening to Fat Unathletic Nerds Talking Sports, the sports pod with dad, bods, and guys. We are in person again here at the lovely apartment of Man Darley and his girl Haley. I've got Man Darley next to me alongside the Zach Daniels. I am Jackknife Lonnie. Gentlemen, how are we doing the day after well, Mother's Day? Your nickname is Jackknife. Yeah, where's this nickname coming from? I, well, the, well, explain how you're a Jackknife. William Patterson Hockey, thank you. Okay, what does that have to do with anything? Okay, can anyone from William Patterson please come here and explain to us? The William Patterson why? Hockey Team. Oh, they're the pioneers. They call, they call me Jackknife. Yeah, but why? Because I'm awesome, that's more why. more like a Jack of the Beanstalk or a Jack in the Box, not a Jackknife. Whatever, but... Explain to me... Okay, show the people that you are Jackknife. You're taking this... You're reading way too deep into no, this. No, no, you know, We're going to read deep into us. Zach, does he look like a Jackknife? You look like a fat and athletic nerd talking sport. Exactly. All right, but geez, it's the day after Mother's Day at the time of this recording. How was your Mother's Day, boys? It was actually a very wonderful time, Mother's Day. Um, spent some quality time with my mother with uh, my lovely girlfriend. Bought some flowers. We did some uh, gardening with her. She loves doing her garden. She loves doing her flowers. And the uh, weather was a little uh, off, but, you know, we all hung out at home. We watched some TV, watched some funny movies, reminisced, went to the attic, saw a couple of uh, fun things from the, my parents' uh, wedding that was actually still intact, which was pretty cool. So always the nostalgia feel. And I hope she had a wonderful Mother's Day. Zach, how was your mother on Mother's Day? I was very busy, but uh, I got to meet. I got to see meet up with her. And, uh, they went to dinner. I was I was busy during the day, unfortunately. But uh, gave her some flowers, gave her a hug, called my grandmother. You know, just a normal day, just a, a nice a nice Sunday. That's all. I yeah. didn't, it sucks I didn't get to have dinner with her, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I got my mom some Amazon gift cards, but my fiance up up to me. She got her Amazon gift cards and Starburst jelly beans, and I gotta say. It was an interesting way for me yesterday to find out I was allergic to rabbits. Really? Okay, so you're a jackknife allergic to rabbits. You know what? I'm not going to go on a tangent. We're not going to discuss it. We're not going to discuss that because the one thing we do want to discuss today is not about what you're allergic to rabbits, how you're a jackknife, but uh, we're going to talk sports finally. Let's talk sports. Finally. And, um, we'll have three minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> wait. Wait. So as you can see, one beautiful thing about fat athletic nerds talking sports today, I stumble when I talk. B, we're eating a lovely um, buffalo, buffalo chicken, chicken flatbread fat um, that we have purchased from Sam's Club, and Sam's Club does make the best delicious pizza. We're not they sponsored by not them. Shout out to Sam's. Them. They are not sponsored of us, but they do make very good pizza. Mm-hmm. And uh, last week, we had the pleasure of joining you at your boat, celebrating your birthday. No, nah, that was the week. That was the week prior. We took a, like a half hiatus. Zach and I Wait, did our it's thing. Been two weeks already. Well, almost two weeks. Almost. A week and a half, nice. basically. Time really does fly, everybody. Enjoy your time. Yeah, poor Steve had to edit all that stuff. All, I mean, uploading three audios. Shout he out is. to Brick. Brick Walters, MVP. Yeah, Brick's not here today. He's doing some moving things. He might be working on getting us a permanent studio or one of our permanent studios. Be, but you know that's why he can't join us today. So. Anyway, well, whatever he can do to help the podcast, and hopefully he's doing well. And uh, we are we do miss him very much. And uh, I'm sure he'll be Jack around next in for a napkin. And Zach, do you need a napkin, sir? I'm okay. You sure? Okay. I'll take it anyway. All right. So <laughs> you're already there. What's, so, what's first on the agenda? Darling? So I want to talk about the draft party last week, and you know what? Um, both in a literal and figurative sense, I loved how close we were all at the. Uh, 
at, at your birthday party watching the NFL draft. Um, figure a sense because we all got together. It's always good to see friends, um, especially during these tumultuous times that the coronavirus pandemic has brought upon us. It's hopefully over soon. And yes, Please. we cannot wait to return back to normalcy. Hopefully, of course, we value the safety and health and well-being of all, whether or not you do listen to this podcast or not. Um, hopefully everyone is safe and everyone's abiding by uh, what they feel is best for them during these times. Yeah. And a literal sense, because we're literally on top of each other, and I was literally sitting on the floor on those wires. Yeah, you got a close-up shot with that GoPro we had. Yes, and that was right my... Right. And if anyone watched last week, everyone got a good look at my rear end. Okay, and uh, that's, that, that, that's why we got that's why we got as many views as it did. Yes, I... Isn't it sad that I'm the one who brings sex appeal to this podcast? <laughs> well, anyway, I get my second dose next week. I can't wait for... Yankee, sta- Yankee tickets to go back down. It's like 80 bucks to f- sit in the freaking bleachers. You know right what? Now. I like, was at the Yankee game, the first home win of the season. Corey Kluber is first starting some time. He pitched really well that day. I'm hoping for a good career for Corey Kluber. Um, this uh, Good season for Corey Kluber this year. Um, you know, we bought tickets. Um, it was cra- you know, it's crazy. Like, you know, you're staying online. You're waiting to get in, checkpoints. But now we're just capacity, COVID uh, restrictions. You need to prove a COVID test. Um, and, I, and I got vaccinated too right before then with the Johnson Johnson vaccine. So uh, it was a very. My girlfriend and I went. Um, you know, we still had a good time. The Yankees won. Um, we did get some. We did get some good seats. Um, but you know, it was a little strange. It was very eerie. And last night I was actually watching the. Um, you know, we go from football to baseball now. I was watching the Atlanta Braves Philadelphia Phillies game. They had twenty eight thousand fans in the stands. In Atlanta? In, in Atlanta, yeah. I didn't even notice. They were high capacity, and I saw people grouped together. And it was like almost reminiscent of like a few months ago, uh, last month, when the Texas Rangers opened up the season at near full capacity. And that was I, fucking I, awesome, by the way. And you know what? It was good to see. And you know what? And again, I know every state's handling coronavirus pandemic seriously. This is not the discussion here. But, you know, it's good seeing people going out and enjoying their lives. Some kind of return to normal. And that's one of the biggest right. things I missed. And I miss going to a baseball game. So it was, even though I still had to wear the mask and abide by social distancing um, and COVID pr- protocols, we still had a good time. The Yankees won the game. And, uh, yeah, but uh, I just remember watching that game yesterday. And I, I got to say, the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, five and nine or five and ten or five and eleven, I think, on the road now. They won the worst Road records in Major League Baseball. Got to give our resident Phillies fan the take on this. There is absolutely no consistency with this team. That's all I gotta say. Like I, I, it doesn't. I don't care about the home in a way. It wouldn't have mattered if even if they were home. They can't string. They got five wins in a row. Rattled off two straight losses. Because you know that's what they do. That's why they've been so bad for like the past decade. They have zero consistency. You can't. You can't be a contender. If you can't keep winning, like if you're just hovering around 500, you're you're clearly just not taking the next step to being a top team in the league. Well, luckily for them, they're in the NL East this year, and it is a close race. I know the Mets are in first, the Phillies are right behind them. The NL East is the NFC East. That's basically well. Speaking of the Mets, they lost. They're gonna be without Jacob Degrom for some time. Yeah. Well, this is like they. It's not like they can win with him. He's getting the (laughs) Johan Santana treatment from like mid 2000s. I mean. I, I thought like Steve Cohen was going to come in, fix everything. When you sign a guy like Francisco Lindor, I mean, and you give these contracts to these players, and you expect to do much, just like with the Yankees this year. These Yankees players are having these, like when the Yankees started out like crap this this season, 5 of 10 they started, worst start since 1997, and you get paid millions of dollars. 
to hit a baseball, and you can't even do that. You strike out three, four, five times a game. Well, it, 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 it is the, it is it is a very. I think hitting a baseball a is 90, one of the hardest things. One of the hardest things in professional sports. sports. It's got to be in the top three. But Even it, if it's a fastball, it's got to be one of the. Yeah. No, no. Plus, I don't think Steve Cohen just got there. I don't think they're gonna like go from yeah. basement dwellers to elite team overnight. Not even basement it, dwellers. It's like the whole NL East. Excuse me while I'm chewing. <laughs> the whole NL East is right now. It is the NFC East. Everyone's. 500 or below, like or like right, like sitting around there. I'm pretty sure now with the the Phillies are they like 500 right now? I they're actually the they're 18 the and 17. Which they're 18 is crazy and 17. Wow. They're they're, they're, and they're, the that road, means they're in first. But they're 11 and five or 11 and six at home. Should have done my. Yeah, no, they're really here, so. they're really good. They're really good though at home. Wait, what's it? Five and, and really ten and five and eleven on the road. But yeah, let's let's we'll get the uh, fact checks here. But um. But yeah, like you know, one of the craziest things with the Yankees and their turnaround, for example, like here we are, we're going all over the place. Uh, I take I take uh, responsibility for that. Um, you know, seeing John Carl Stanton hit a walk off single in the bottom of the ninth inning. I don't have to hit a home run. Wow. You know, I, I literally Just thought that ball, I um, you know, I literally thought that I had to go to the hospital because I saw John Carl Stanton hit singles and not swing for the fences and, and playing small ball and playing smart baseball. It's almost as if you don't have to hit home runs every time you're at bat. I know, right? I, I, I yeah, think... and, and it's that's why the Yankees just won a series against the Washington Nationals. In back-to-back walk-offs after losing embarrassingly 11-4 on Friday night. I'll give it a walk-off and a half because, you know, that's because of, you know, the new extra inning rule yeah. for the second well, one. For the, the, Nationals, for the first one, rather. I just want to let you guys know the Nationals do blow. And, uh, you know, I just don't – I don't think Stan can help it because he's just, a, he's just a monster of a human being. I think, like, every time he hits the ball, it has a chance of being a home run. He's lately been, like, an MVP candidate. I don't care what you guys say. Like, he really is – I'm kind of mad about how good he's been lately. Hitting home runs. Yeah, and he has a game where Yeah, I'm mad in the same way. He's still sense. hitting. Yeah, I'm mad in the same sense. It's like, dude, where was this earlier? Well, that's what happened. you got to stay on the field. I think he's bad. He's <coughs> like, a couple hundred points. Like, like, He's over 300 right now. That's good for him. I mean, Gary Sanchez, we still got to get him, figure out what's going on with him. Aaron Judge kind of dropped off since, like, he had a decent start to the season. I can figure out Gary Sanchez. What? He just sucks. He's just not a good baseball player. He's I not, a, not, very, not, he's not is, a good catcher at all. It's like, seen, it's like that meme. It's like, you can't catch and you're not hitting. What exactly do you do exactly. here? They just Kyle Higashioka has been, like, starting like, uh, more frequently over him. and He's got... He's been coming up big at the plate. I remember the crazy 2018 season, the AL East, uh, unfortunately when the Red Sox defeated the Yankees in the first round of the ALDS. And more importantly, how crazy it was that that year we had two teams in one division with 100-plus wins, and one had to be the wild card team. Right. That had Boston that se- team had a legendary season. And the Yankees, <laughs> great season too. But I remember at one point people were talking about trading – Noah Syndergaard to the Yankees for Miguel and Duhar and Gary Sanchez. That was like rumors and talks, like discussions, because like at the time, Duhar was having an MVP caliber season. Uh, rookie of the year. He was finalist rookie of the year behind Shoni Otani. Um, I still don't get the war stat, but Otani is great. I mean, he, listen, if you can pitch and hit in the American League like that, then that's unbelievable. I, I still think he should have been in the National League with the type of player he is, but because he's so versatile. He wanted to go with the Angels. He wanted to go with the Angels. Unfortunately, the Angels are pissing away his career and Mike Trout's. Ugh. Don't get me started on those two, but at one point, that could have been a possibility where Noah Syndergaard could have done the pinstripes with shorter hair 
and Gary Sanchez and Miguel Duhar would have been on the Mets. And they both at the time would have fulfilled a need. Yankees get better pitching quality. The Mets get some peace they need for a better rebuild. They both stay in the New York area. They're local. Um, different color pinstripes on the uniforms. Because uh, I know the Mets still the Mets still do a pinstripe. Yeah, right? they do. If I'm not, yeah, yeah they, they do. do. It's just a light. It's just more of a royal blue as opposed to navy blue. Yeah, I'm, I'm colorblind, folks, so I can't. Tell. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, that would have been nice. But now, looking at it now on the Yankees' perspective, that trade should have been executed. Should have been executed when it did. And at the time, I was afraid of getting rid of a guy like Miguel and Duhar. Yeah. Are you but sure that, the Mets didn't turn that down? I mean, Syndergaard's a freak in nature. I don't remember how that went about. Like, Because yeah, I wouldn't have taken that trade at all. But you know That's what, a terrible though, trade. Well, listen, at the time, Miguel, Gary Sanchez was hitting well. He was getting better. I never thought he was that good, honestly. No, no, but maybe a change of scenery. Because how many times have you seen with the Yankees? Ian Kennedy, a great example. Ian Kennedy comes with the Yankees, a well-tied prospect. Sucked. Goes to the Diamondbacks, and so I believe he was part of the wacky trade that ended up saying Didi Gregorius to the Yankees at the time. A few no, years no, ago. I think he, I think he was on the Diamondbacks way before that because I was, I remember 2011 before, way before. Yeah, I thought it was. A, yeah, 2011, I went to a San Francisco Giants game in San Francisco and di- against the Diamondbacks, and Ian Kennedy oh, was Ian pitching. Kennedy, right. Yeah. And what happened when he went when he went there? Uh, he was a, he was the Cy Young Kennedy. Am I wrong? Was he Kennedy for Cy Young? I don't know. Him. Someone, yeah, let's yeah, Google that. You, we're going to fact check it. Well, I don't have internet. Okay, well. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. You, you can text me. All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, while you're looking that up, I will say this. This might be blasphemy as a Yankees fan, but you know what? I think they need to lax on the freaking hair policy. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. Shave those sideburns, mainly. Oh, yeah. I still like them better than Steinbrenner. <laughs> Dude, I, I, seeing Rugnet Odor with no beard should have been sacrilegious. It's like I made a meme about that for the for the Instagram page. Dude, it was terrifying. He looks like a rat. He, yeah, it's terrifying. He's a pretty good player. He's getting up there in age, but looks like a rat. Okay. So, speaking of Ian Kennedy, I was right that it was a trade that involved the Diamondbacks and the Tigers, but it wasn't Didi Gregorius. And this is the and this is the part that's going to shock you. You ready for this? Sure. Okay. It was a three-way trade. The Detroit Tigers received Austin Jackson and Phil Coke. Okay. And Max Scherzer and Danielle and Dan, and some prospect named Daniel Shkreliff. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Daniel. And then, <laughs> and then Curtis Granison came to the Yankees. Oh. oh, what a weird time that was. Holy oh, shit. so that was 2010. Wow, that's that's 20, been a while. 2000, yeah, December 2009. Yeah, because we got Granderson after we won the World Series in 09. And I liked Austin Jackson. I thought it was going to be like a well taught prospect. Me I was too. actually excited for him. But then Curtis Granderson, the Grandy Man, who betrayed you know, me by saying solid. all real New Yorkers are Mets fans. <laughs> but um, it's that little inferiority complex. Is like they're living rent free in their heads, I guess. Whatever. Yes. Yeah, so apparently, um, Kennedy placed fourth in bat. So in um, what year is this? Um, yeah, we don't have to do this right now because you know what? It's I think what we were trying to get on was. The NFL draft recap. Because yeah, so that's what we started with. So, so last how week, the hell do we get from baseball football? You know what? There's no organization in the show. So, so <laughs> let me just let me just put us back on track real quick. We still need that. Go get that. Yeah. I digged it. But but once we start looking up crap that we didn't look up before, I think it's time to get back on track. So Yeah, but yeah, Zach, you're a big Eagles guy. I mean, I think you kind of went into it with your first ever episode of Shot of Zach Daniels. I think yes, overall you were happy with what the Eagles did. I had, a, I had a fantastic time having a couple shots of bourbon 
and just talking about Devontae Smith. And personally, I think he's going to be one of the best wide receivers in the league, at least one of the best young wide receivers. I think he's going to do better than all wide receivers picked in that first round, which was, I believe it was Jalen Waddell, Rashad, um, Rashad Bateman, Jamar Chase. Are we going to count Kyle Pitts? He's a tight end. I mean, he could be a wide receiver. He's probably, like, he's going to get a lot of passes thrown to him. Yeah, I can't believe Devontae Smith fell as far as he did, but apparently he's too small. I'm like, and I said this, like, at the party, too small. Have you seen the Patriots receiving cores during their dynasty, during their heyday, when yeah. they're freaking short guys? It doesn't matter how short you are, as long as you get open, I mean, you do I, your job. I brought, I brought up the, the stats from the 2019. You catch the ball. That's... <laughs> <laughs> and then you run it into the other side of the field. That's the game. That's a football game. In 2019, I, I brought up the stats too during the my my little uh, shtick, is that he had Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddle all on the same team. You had four first round talents on the same team, and Devontae Smith, the younger one, beat them all out in an entire season. He was targeted more. He had more catches. He had more receiving. He blew by him receiving yards. And way more touchdowns than Jerry Judy, uh, Henry Ruggs, and Jalen Waddle. That's insane. And you know what? Honestly, if you watch him play the game, he has everything you need in a wide receiver. He gets open. He catches with his hands. He's very athletic. He's he's apparently they also say he's not that fast. But I, I think it was um, a podcast with Jason Avant I listened to, and Jason Avant, former wide receiver in the NFL, stated that. Devontae Smith's not, like, going to blow you away with speed, but what he is is a builder. And what you do, what he does is he starts picking up speed, and he doesn't stop picking up speed. He just keeps going. He doesn't just blow by you and then slow down at some point. Maybe someone can catch up. No, no, no. He's going to keep getting faster, and that's what makes him run past all all secondaries. I think that's going to be awesome, and it's good for Jalen Rager, too, because everyone was shitting on us for that pick. Don't blame them. Justin Jefferson was right there for the taking. I don't think he would have done that great with the Eagles, but are you did you look at that last season with Kirk Cousins? But uh Jalen Rager's gonna start getting open, and we have a ton of other young guys at wide receiver. I don't even know who's gonna be on the team. We have six wide receivers currently on the team, and we have to knock it down to what, four or five? It's insane. It's insane. But you know. I'm just happy we got Devontae Smith. I love that we we made the deal with the devil and got the Cowboys. Oh, we, yeah, jeez. Like, your reaction to that dude, was priceless. Dude, you and Brick were screaming. I feel like everyone was because you don't see trades within the division that often. You yeah, know? something on your uh, shirt, Gary's napkin. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. There's something written on this. Yeah, now you can connect your laptop oh, to the internet. Love yeah. it. The Wi-Fi. <laughs> Oh, no, let's put my Wi-Fi password on the camera for everyone to see. Good hey, job, hey, Jack. Hey, no one can reach it, right? Do you have the best Wi-Fi in the world? <laughs> maybe maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. So we're going to sign sign in from, like, San Diego. Yeah. Overall, the Jets didn't do what I want. And i just been hacked from Des Moines, Iowa. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Funny. The Jets did what I want them to do, considering that they did trade Darnold. They drafted, drafted two guys with the exact same name. Zach was oh yeah Zach I I'm still learning this guy's last name the the Wait. offensive lineman Elijah Vera Tucker Elijah Vera Tucker yeah. Wait same guy with the same name What are you talking about there Didn't the Jets draft a guy that had the two guys with the exact same name Oh there's two Yeah they do have two guys on the team with the same and name I remember watching a little bit of the draft my Who 
I think it, I think his name was like Brian Carter Michael or something. Car- Michael Carter. Yeah, I think you're right. It's Michael Carter. They, yeah, Michael yeah, the Carter. Jets posted a meme on their Instagram, like the Spider-Man meme, like them pointing at each other. <laughs> uh, here's the funny part. I remember watching the draft. They drafted. They they talked about Michael. They said they drafted the first Michael Carter, and they show the highlights of the second Michael Carter. Wow. I mean. Well, I guess on you, them. They I, got both. I guess you like Michael Carter's. I, I guess know. so, but I mean, what's look, that? Oh, no, I'm thinking Michael it's, Clayton the movie. Michael Clayton. Yeah, but get back on the Jets. It's weird to see a GM on this team actually draft. You know what they need, because one of their issues was in the past is that they would get these GMs and they wouldn't get the and the, they wouldn't address an area of concern for the roster. They draft arguably the best player available. At, at the time of their pick. I mean, that doesn't help you at all. I mean, obviously, they needed a quarterback since they traded Sam Darnold. In a perfect world, I would have liked to see them give Darnold one more trance, chance. Trance? Trance. Straight down, to make maybe a pick or two, draft Kyle Pitts, and then build around Sam. But, you know, obviously, the ship has sailed on that. Pitts is now in Atlanta. But, yeah, we got another good receiver out of Ole Miss. I think is Elijah Moore. He's, If I'm not mistaken, he didn't he lead the Solid. SEC in receiving yards or something? I, yeah, he, he was really good on a team that wasn't that great. Yeah, I mean, so. that shows, I guess, he can uh, carry, carry an offense yeah, quite a bit. It's I'm, about how you play. It is about how you play. And Elijah Moore looks like a, a solid pick. And you have, you have Denzel Mims. Elijah Moore. You got Corey, Crowder. You got you still got Crowder? Yeah. Well, you still, also have Corey Davis from the Titans. Yeah. Solid, that's right. Solid wide receiver. So, yeah. And our left side of the offensive line is much better because we got Becton, and now we got yeah. Elijah Vera Tucker helping yeah. him. That left that blind side is going to be very hard to break through once, you know, those two, like, fully mature. And, yeah, right. Joe Douglas is doing what, you know – Jets have he's failed to do. Yeah, he, <laughs> jet, he's doing what the Jets have failed to do for decades and decades: build around the quarterback. You know, actually protect them. They're, they're. I think he knows now. I can't make the same mistake that we did with Darnold and just like throw him to the wolves. I gotta give him weapons and I gotta give him protection. We did draft. I think we drafted like four secondary players too, if I'm not mistaken. My dad texted me like one of the later. Days of the draft because I don't watch the second, third round, all that stuff. He texts me, he goes, "Another cornerback, really?" I'm like, "All right," but yeah, overall, I'm 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 satisfied with the results from the Jets. Would I have liked to have seen Darnold get one more chance? Yeah, but you know what? That ship's a ship has fit, sailed. Let's not see, Jack. Not see. That ship has sailed. Good boy. <laughs> Let's see what the Mormon Mahomes, as they call him, can do. I hope this kid can, you know, adjust from. Utah to the big city. So You know, it's going to be a big adjustment. I think one of the biggest adjustments that we're going to see, and this is something that actually shocked a lot of people during the NFL draft, and I think it took away from the moment a little bit when we all learned that quarterback Aaron Rodgers, the great Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowl 45 MVP, and uh, <coughs> short-term host of Jeopardy, Aaron Rodgers, wants out of Green Bay. I can't believe we didn't. We barely glossed over that, if I'm not mistaken. You I know mean, what? No, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I, I remembered we were talking about that early on. I think we got into the draft with that. Yeah. But like Aaron Rodgers, I'm. You're you're still in this. Aaron Rodgers not on the Packers. Holy shit! But man. you know what? Then Holy again, hell, Brett Favre 
we thought was a Green Bay Packers. It's well, he, did he, he started his career with the Falcons, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. but briefly. Then he got yeah, traded, he and they were like, oh, but this Favre's going to be a nobody. Favre becomes a legacy, a name. And then he gets traded to the New York Jets. And then he had a great two thir- first two-thirds of the Jets, and then, you know, they collapsed. Then he retires, unretires, and then just has com- puts up a complete season with the Vikings. And I'm like, I hate you. I mean, we went to the AFC Championship. No, fun year. fact. Fun fact. Um, I got the Madden that year. He was on the cover of Madden 09. 09, was it? I believe so. I have him still in a Packers jersey. They actually redid the cover and, and edited it with Jet stuff. Now, there's two There's two covers, and I had, the, I, had the, I had it early. I bought that Madden early. <laughs> now, here's another crazy story, because I remember reading some articles, and I tried to find this today, and I couldn't find it. If I remember a good story about Brett Favre, and the New York Jets, Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. So apparently there was a story about a guy who bought a Brett Favre Green Bay Packers jersey. When it came in the mail, it was Brett Favre's name on a New York Jets jersey. Now this is years before there was even discussion about Brett Favre even considering leaving Green Bay. And the guy was going to send it back. They were going to send it back, and he said, you know what? I feel like this is going to be worth something one day, because either A, it's never going to happen, it's a funny story, or B, he is going to go to the Jets. Once you know, he goes to the Jets. The guy still has the jersey. He confirms proof. He has a receipt to confirm proof of purchase, proof of purchase, and all the dates and everything and the story behind it. And it was like a miracle, miraculous jersey. I think he sold it on eBay for like three thousand dollars. Yeah, it worked out. It worked out for him. It didn't work out for people who got Trevor Lawrence Jets jerseys. Oh my god! And, oh my and, and god. you know what though? I I, I gotta say, um, what do you think is gonna be a bigger story? Um, Trevor Lawrence or Aaron Rodgers this season, depending on, I think, on I, the I, status I, of Aaron Rodgers. I think it is Aaron Rodgers just because right now I still think Green Bay is the bigger football market, as small as a town as it is. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence still needs to, like, build up the reputation in Jacksonville, get them res- the respect that, you know, they've pretty much been looking for their entire short existence. The Jaguars? Yeah, the Jaguars. You know, you know, you know why I know it's the Packers? Because we're already getting headlines from the Jaguars. <coughs> who's gonna be who's gonna be talked about more this year? Trevor Lawrence at quarterback or Tim, Tim Tebow at tight end? Yeah, can we talk Which about is that already for a minute? Yes, let's go, let's go into that. Um what do you guys think on that? Because I, I'm gonna put this in one in one word. Weird. Okay. Well Weird. I'm let's to quote to quote Daniel Tosh, hold that thought, Dan. To quote Daniel Tosh, Tim Tebow is a tight end that lines up in the wildcat formation or whatever it was he said. But, yeah, I think we knew for years he could be a tight end. He's a good athlete. Not exactly a great quarterback. But, but is he even going to be – he hasn't played in eight years. Well, he, he had a stint with the New York Mets baseball team. That's, not fucking, that's a completely him. different sport. Exactly. <laughs> the, it's completely different muscle memory. I don't get it. Completely different muscle memory. Like even The last time I remember seeing Tim Tebow in any capacity – was I was at the Trenton Thunder game back in 2018 when they were double-A affiliate of the Yankees. They were playing the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, double-A team for the Mets. And Tim Tebow the, was on double-A. It was his first game in Trenton. And when he got to the stadium, it was a packed house. I got tickets. I was able to get tickets early. <laughs> packed house. And all you saw were Florida Gator Tim Tebow, New York Jets Tim Tebow, Denver Broncos Tim Every Tebow. Tim Tebow. Every yeah. Tim Tebow jersey or Tim Tebow shirt you can think of. I'd like to think and that if... comes t- up to bat... And, I, and he comes up to bat, 
and the whole crowd is chanting, going nuts, going crazy. Oh my god, it's Tebow! Strikes out. I like to think if Tim Tebow hits a home run, he steps on home plate and then Tebow's. Well, did he? Did he? First, I'd yeah. like to no, think that. I don't think so, but he did in his first minor league baseball game with the Columbia Fireflies, the, single eight, the, the then single affiliate of the New York Mets, first at bat, home run. And I think that was like the Columbia <coughs> Fireflies inaugural season after they relocated from uh, Savannah, Georgia. That's so wow. Weird. So what a way to kick know. off! What a way to kick off a legacy. But, yeah, really. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think you know. I actually saw. I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet earlier today about it. They're like, the fact that this dude hasn't played in eight years, and uh, me being an Eagles fan, I read it was like Trey Burton and Richard Rodgers have to feel feel so like attack, like insulted right now because uh, Trey Burton was the man who tossed the touchdown to Nick Foles on the Philly special, and Richard Rodgers. I watched the Eagles this year. He's like he was like our third tight end, but Ertz was also out a lot. Uh, you know, he's known for the Hail Mary catch he got from Aaron yeah. Rodgers, who we were just talking about. He has a couple of them with Aaron, Aaron well, Rodgers. He, well, Aaron Rodgers has, like, a, a, a glossary of Hail Mary, yeah, it I think, feels like. Yeah, I think he's the only one to get multiple, but... I'm, well, either way, Richard, Richard Rodgers with the Eagles, we were like, oh, Richard Rodgers. Dick Rod could play. He could still play. And the fact that they took Tim Tebow over Trey Burton or Richard Rodgers... I don't. I mean, like, you need a backup tight end. I get it. It's not like a. Well, he, keep in mind, he's reuniting with his old college coach and Urban Meyer. That's I know, probably and, what drove and, and it. That's hey, so stupid. And it's also a nostalgia feeling because I have been in Jacksonville, Florida, and if you, and this was back in twenty eleven or twenty twelve, but I remember asking people like, you know, oh, everyone's here is a Jaguars fan. He goes, we're not Jaguars fans. We're Florida Gator fans. Jaguars. I see. I when I was down there, I saw more people repping and supporting the Florida Gators SEC college football yeah. team. Than the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I was near the stadium too. It's because, like, 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 like Jack said, Green Bay is all football. Jacksonville's, dude, Florida's got so many teams. Period. Like, you, you could be in Jacksonville, yeah. but you could be a fan of. Uh, and they hosted the Super Bowl too one yeah. year, a few years ago. You'd be a fan and of the Miami Dolphins right now. They're picking up steam. I know, but. But you know what, though? At this point in the Jackson Jaguars game, I think it's just publicity. Like, yes, you had a great draft year. You got Trevor Lawrence, who I think is going to be a bust in the NFL. We'll talk about that later. You got tra- his running mate, tra- his running back, Travis Etienne, later in the first round. That was stupid. Agreed. Okay. You got... <laughs> you're making great strides. You, you, you're, you're making a push to get better. Then you signed Tim Tebow, a former quarterback who spent a couple years as an analyst and a minor league baseball player for the New York Mets to play tight end. I have lost all respect for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you know what? I, this is the thing. I get it. You're the Jaguars. You're not the most popular team in the NFL. You're always a punching bag. Yes, you had an incredible run a few years ago and lost to the New England Patriots. You could have been. I would have loved to see the Jacksonville Jaguars a change of scenery, number one, from anyone from the from the besides the New England Patriots representing the AFC yeah. in the Super Bowl, and number two, a great <laughs> underdog story. To me, it's all gone. You had a, you were doing great, and then you signed Tim Tebow. They're trying Shame to on you. You know what they're trying to do? They're you tra- had, like you said, you had like you said, there are better backup tight end prospects, tight end players, tight end prospects. They could have drafted acquired. one. Could have drafted one. I don't know whose they're decision it was. Stud. All you're doing, you're who am I saying? Selling jerseys. Buyer. You're selling an extra jersey. And trust me, people are going to see it. Because you know what's oh, going to happen? Oh, shit, you're right. It's, it's jersey sales. Guys, 
They just changed the rules on like the numbers and oh, stuff. Oh, that's right. So is he going to be a number fifteen at tight end? That'd Ooh. be fucking sick. Wait, yeah. I love the I love the new rules for the jersey changes and the number changes. Um, Devonte Smith, number six. As soon as I, I'm not even. I'm gonna look up right now. Is it on sale? I'm getting that. I'm getting that fucking jersey at some point. But you, yeah, know what, if you, you want to be a respected organization in any sport. You don't go after the publicity. Yeah, I mean, what's the Jaguars owner's name? Sadiq Khan, I think it is. Uh, Shad Khan. Shad Khan. Shad Khan. Okay. He's preparing a move to London. Jeez, that will be a nightmare and a half. But, you know, he wants to put asses in the seats. You know what's going to put asses in the seats? What? A winning team. Exactly. But then again, if you support your team, it doesn't matter if your team wins or loses. It depends on the culture. I mean, I've seen teams... Where the where the where, the, where it's gar you know in any sport like you go to like Toronto even if when the Maple Leafs were garbage that they would still sell out their New games. York Rangers garbage between 1997 2004 you couldn't find a ticket anywhere people still right. went to the games F- Philadelphia Eagles oh they're they're gonna go no matter what they they have a pro- they have a sickness even when they suck they're probably but gonna that, go. that's the thing your fan base is passionate. Yeah. They don't have sometimes a little too passionate, but I respect you it. Go There's no 16. such thing. No. There's no in such thing reg- as too passionate. In that regard. However, you could go 0 16 and still have every stand because yeah. have we'll have some in, yeah, we'll, in the stands. We'll, well not not yeah. everyone. If it's if we're we're 0 16, I mean like you by by week yeah. twelve, I'm sure people are gonna just tune out at that yeah. point. That's not worth the money. But but yes, no, the Jacksonville Jaguars the the no. fan base is just it's not it's not stable. It's not, it's not, no. you know, when they're winning, of course they're going to be around. Everyone goes yeah. around winning teams. It's like, oh, the team's winning. Time to go. Like, here's the thing. Oh, I've been a Jaguars fan. I've always liked what the Jaguars yeah. have done. I don't. I, I actually read about them before <laughs> I came here. Yeah, exactly. You listen, you could be a bandwagon fan and I won't hate you as long as you're honest. Like me, I'm honest about the Knicks. Like, I only watch the Knicks if they're winning, like right now. But if someone calls me a bandwagon fan when it comes to the Knicks, I'm going to be like, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's the Knicks. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> But yeah, speaking of the Knicks and James Dolan, the Knicks are state. Weirdly enough, after last week, the Knicks are actually the stable oh, franchise the at Madison Square Garden, not the Rangers after what happened. So, Zach, before we get into our first topic of the coin toss, I'm going to give you a bit of a rundown since you probably don't know what happened. So, please, please, please unravel. Okay, so... Last week, the Rangers played a game against the Washington Capitals. I think it was a week ago today, in fact. Okay. There was a sc- sc- scrum in front of the net. Pavel Buchnevich of the Rangers was, was lying on the ice because right. like, he fell. Right. And Tom Wilson, who's an asshole, an asshole I'd love I to have on his team, I'd love to have on my team, punches Buchnevich in the head as his head is on the ice. I did, now, I did watch this. I yes. did watch this video. Yeah. Pretty heinous. Pretty fucking fucked up shit. Yeah. People, now obviously, if you're the Rangers, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck off my friend. Right. Artemi Panarin, a guy you don't want in a situation like that, because, <laughs> listen, Artemi Pan- a guy like Artemi Panarin, same goes for like Connor McDavid, you don't want him to fight. You want him to score. Right. You, if he's fighting, he's okay. going to be in the box. He's not scoring. But, you know, right. Panarin was out there. He has to jump on Wilson's back. He's like, get the hell off my friend. And, you know, Wilson ragdolls him around. He almost slams his head to the ice. And he's, like, still going at him as he's down. And, like, there's a code in hockey fighting. You stop when a guy's down. Right. Wilson broke just about every code you could that night. And, like, taunted the Rangers from the penalty box. Oh, my God. And the shocking thing is the NHL didn't 
suspend him. I did see that. He's he been suspended. He $5,000 fine or something? Yeah. Like, that's a chump change. did or did not change. suspend him? Did not suspend they him. They didn't suspend him. No, I thought you said did. No, they didn't. Oh, okay, didn't, no, he's, he's, he's clearly oh, saying I, did I, not. I, 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 I didn't hear the NT, but all I heard was did. I'm like, I said did. did not. It, oh, yeah. Well, I'll listen to this again and be like, what did I say did not? But what, whatever, did, I still... Did Lonnie say did not or didn't? Okay, whatever. We know now. But the any guy's been suspended five previous times. He's been suspended earlier this season Jesus. for an elbow on Brandon Carlo. Oh, Com- so- completely justified sus- suspension. And and listen, I hate the Bruins, but yeah, he should have been suspended for what he did to Carlo. But the NHL doesn't find him. The Rangers, from what what we're thinking is now, put a, a statement written up by James Dolan, the owner of the Rangers, pretty much saying they're it's a dis. It's a disaster that they didn't suspend Wilson because what he did was genuinely dangerous. And they pretty much called for George Peros to be fired from his position as a head of player safety. Now, Zach, George Peros is a former goon in the NHL. Right. Yeah, that's... He's a former fighter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, Wilson doesn't get suspended. Guess what happens in the next game? As soon as puck drops, three fights off the go. Off the get-go. So I, I don't I don't know as much about hockey, but I do like to keep it in my radar. And that was the most awesome thing. I was so that was so cool to see that happen. What was that like a night later? Was that the next night? That, that was the that was the game. That was two days later. It was the next two days game. later. It was still aw- like the moment the puck dropped. There's three fights on the ice. That's 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 poetic justice right there. Is what it really was. is. It's really the Rangers don't have like any many fighters. And, you know, it was a challenge for them. Yeah, they had to show, like, listen, you're not going to push us around. They didn't. Yeah. Panarin was out for the rest of the season. He doesn't have anything too terrible, but it's like, you know what? The season's lost. Let's just not risk injuring him any further, which I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Buchnevich, the guy who he got punched, you know, he got angry at someone who was goading him. Anthony Mantha. Yeah. He cross-checks. Buchnevich cross-checks him in the face. He gets tossed from the game, and he gets one game suspension. What? Now, yeah. Here's the thing. This all could have been avoided, probably, if Wilson got suspended. If, if Wilson even got one game, probably, because they won't be, because the Rangers will probably won't be going after him for for attacking their star player. Yeah. And listen, and because he didn't suspend, because Harris didn't suspend Wilson, he looks like an asshole no matter what he does when it came to the Buchnevich cross check. If he doesn't suspend Buchnevich because he let Wilson go, he's an asshole to the Capitals. But he, but if he does suspend Buchnevich, because you know, let's face it, I think it was a just suspension. He looks like an asshole to the Rangers because he's like, whoa, whoa, he he got punched in the head on the ice, and, but yeah, and got exactly. nothing. But yeah, but here's the thing. Earlier that day, this is the that that was the second most crazy thing to happen that day. Earlier in the day, the Rangers fired their GM and team president Jeff Gordon. And John Davidson. Now, Zach, you don't know who John Davidson is in Ranger lore. Okay. Let me, 1979. Only 1979 who led the Rangers to the Cup. Of well, course. I'll try. Maybe this is too strong of an analogy because the guy I'm about to bring up is a Hall of Famer. John okay. John Davidson was an all-star, but he wasn't a Hall of Famer. No, but he had a great career with the Rangers. Right. Imagine if Mike Schmidt was a broadcaster for the Phillies. And then he went to, like, be, like, an executive or something for, like, two different teams. But he always wanted to come to the Phillies. And then he finally gets a job with the Phillies. And after two years, something, some disaster happens. Two years. Yeah. And then they fire him. That's basically what it was, would be like. 
John he's, Davidson is so loved, even to this day. So he's not a Hall of Famer, but he's a very loved oh, he's, play, former player. Yeah, he's, he was an executive. He's one of the most, he was a team president. He's one of the most respected men and in the, hockey. And they and they fired him. Yes. Because of, because of, wait, why? Because James Dolan. I'm not even sure. Right now, from what we can gather, James Dolan is not, somehow not happy with the rebuild. You saw me talk about this in my first ever episode. No, of I know it was Edge. a positive feeling about it. It was a positive feeling about the rebuild it's like, until okay. this very moment. Well, here's the thing: we're gonna get into our only coin toss of the night in a little bit. They fired them, but they didn't fire the assistant GM Chris Drury. Chris Drury's been with the team for a few years, and he's been expect he was expected to get picked up by someone as their GM. But obviously now he's the Rangers GM, and he made a good he made a good signing today. He signed Ryan Lindgren to a Three-year extension. Good move already on Drury. But, yeah. Right now, James Dolan wants them to win now. I'm like, I don't think it's time to win now. I think that's in a year or two. You want to say something, Dan? I was just going to say, I mean, it's tough to tell right now, especially with the coronavirus pandemic. I mean, you look at what the, what the Rangers were up against and what every other team is up against. I mean, look at Canada, for example. You have seven teams in an all-Canadian division span across the entire country. You have three – you have – one of the Pacific, three teams in the middle of the country, and you know the other three just you know close by with each other. But everyone's going two, three thousand miles each way to yeah. play their divisional opponents. The Rangers are in division, the Mass Mutual East Division, and um, yeah. that's the toughest division. That was one of the toughest divisions because you have all these great talent there. And yes, you have a couple of the um, you do have a couple of teams that were doormats. You have the the Flyers, the Devils, and the Sabres, who played very poor this year. The Flyers were a team I thought were going to surprise everyone, but they got the hot start. The Rangers stunned. outperformed them. And then the Rangers outperformed in the end, and the Rangers were just stuck in the middle. Now, And I'll say this. If this is a normal season, normal circumstances, the normal playoff format, the Rangers are a playoff team. I will say that right now. They yes, are a playoff team. And, and, I, and I totally agree with you right now. I mean, and also, you look at Conor McDavid recently, 100 points in 53 games. That's, <laughs> that's, un- that's crazy. Hun- incredible Unbelievable. Feat. But with how weak the Canadian division is in general, do you think he would have done that if it was a normal divisional format? I hate to say it, but probably not. And McDavid is, is a generational talent, and I love how there was like this conspiracy behind how he goes from the how he get how the Edmonton Oilers got him, because you know apparently the Oilers own the, uh, the someone on the team I believe had it part ownership of the junior club that McDavid played on the, the Erie Otters at the time. But, um, you know, it's not here nor there conspiracies. You know, you got to love theories people throw around. Yeah. You know, there's no validity unless there's... Darling, I do, have a, I, I do have a question for you, though. What's up? Because the last time, you know, you were speaking positively about the rebuild. You were not. You know what, though? Yes. And I, if you remember a few weeks ago, I went on a whole tangent how the Rangers... And, and, and I was right because this was a four-game set a few weeks ago that the Rangers played against the Devils. The first two games, back-to-back shutouts, they played great. Uh, first two periods of the third game, they did well, but then they let the Devils come back, and this was a weak team. And then we thought, okay, it was a fluke thing, and then the next day, you're up 3 nothing, and you blow a 3 nothing lead, and it's 3-3 now, but you're lucky to score with a few minutes left in the game to win it. You know, and I, and I saw that team, and I said, you know what, it was reminiscent of a time where basically in years past... Actually, almost every year passed because the Rangers are notorious for this thing. But the difference and is, this is when tangent. the Rangers were in in a playoff window, whereas but, opposed but, to the rebuild. No, but even still, but it, it, it you know a completely different roster, completely different coach, that completely different everything, and this team always has a tendency to get off to a hot start and stink. 
or they get off to a crappy start and do well and then mellow out. It's a it's a repetitive formula. And during my podcast, during like this rant a few weeks ago, I didn't mention a 2006-2007 season. And I remember that was the year where the Rangers were notorious for blowing 2 nothing leads all the time. <laughs> I was at a couple of those games. It was really depressing. And then I went to just as many games where they were down 2 nothing and came back in one. I'm a, I'm a Phillies fan. I know, I know about blown leads. And this is a formula that I've known for a very long time. And it just seems to me no matter what happens, there is a lore. There's something in the air, some, some essence, some sense, something that for some reason this Rangers team can't maintain a lead when it counts. Yeah. And that's something I said, that this is going to be a problem with them. And, they're good, and there's weaknesses to their game. They know to get sloppy. And you think, okay, they come off a four-game sweep of a divisional rival, a big rival, cross-river rival, New Jersey Devils. And then I said, you know what? They, and I said, they got it. You know what? There is a chance they can make the playoffs. And you know what? It may not be good for them, but I kind of want to see what they will do with it. And then they go ahead and they lose 6 1 to the Islanders. Then they lose a couple of bad games. And then they're playing sloppy and sluggish. The moment Matt Martin gives Jacob Truba a concussion is when it went all down here. Exactly. But anyway, I think this is a perfect segue into our only coin toss of the night. Quiet for two seconds for the sound effect. All right. So, yeah, Dan. Do you have, do you still have faith or do you have any faith in this rebuild now? Or maybe this is a two-part question. Do you think the Rangers were right in the firing of Jeff Gordon and John Davidson? You know what? I have no idea because, like I said, we were in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic season. And in all honesty, I did not want them to have a season this year. But I'll be perfectly honest, I did not want the NHL to have a season this year. And I'm going to tell you why. We are dealing, yes, because it would lead to... Um, non-geographically compliant divisions. Yes, it led to some kind of way where it led to like some, it led to a balance of power that shifted heavily in one division over the others. And yes, it led to a whole country having to play each other three thousand miles each way for a divisional matchup, which doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. And we had began the season. We've seen what the Dallas Stars and a couple other teams reschedule all their games. How many times have we gone online? Oh, the NHL has made X amount, 10 changes to their schedule. Oh, 30 games were postponed because of COVID. And that's why I think messed it up. I really think that this was an environment where anything was possible because of the coronavirus pandemic. And yes, you have to keep into consideration the, the safety of the fans, that safety of the players and of the fans that they were allowed in the stadium to attend. And everyone's got to be safe, Right. And when you keep postponing games and you keep canceling games and players want to opt out for a season or players concerned and players who did have COVID recovering from it, it, it does mess up the game. So I really do think that they should have canceled the season and they should have probably, you know, they, players could have played overseas because they were leagues. The Continental Hockey League, the number two league in Russia, they were playing this year. They had fans in the stands. It was actually crazy. A championship game uh, where... Ilya Kovalchuk's uh, Avangarnovsk defeated the Red Army of Moscow team for the championship, and they were a packed house. Like I, I saw like a ton of fans in at the Moscow and Balashika region uh, stadiums. <laughs> they could have played over there to have the excitement, but because you know over there they, they, it's it's different over there right now. But here, because we're taking a, a I don't want Panarin setting safety, foot in Russia. No, exactly. Okay, well, that's different. Well, I have a, I, I have a question. What, what was the question? Again? The question was, do you still have faith in the rebuilds? <laughs> yes. But having said that, 
I don't know what to make of this season or any season for this matter because we're, we're like I said, like we, the, the season, the, the, this, this year. So are they still in rebuild mode? Or? I, I say yes, they're still in rebuild mode. Yeah, but Dolan wants them to be out of rebuild mode. I think this. And that's the problem with James Dolan. James Dolan. He wants to win now. He right. wants he to win. Now. It's probably to win. not. But that's the problem. But look with what him. he did. He did with the Knicks. He did with the Rangers. He backed off the Rangers. Rangers contended well. They didn't win a cup, but they contended well. He kept going with the Knicks. The Knicks played like garbage. And he created a culture where basically Stephon Marbury went to China and there were sexual assault allegations against Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Okay? (laughs) So, and he's probably one of those hated people. And that's why you can't afford to go to Madison Square Garden anymore. As a normal thing. Ever since the you renovations, need, they decreased no. the seating capacity to artificially increase the, like the ticket prices. Exactly. They did that. The Bears, the Caskies did that with Soldier yeah. Field. Urinating Tree talked about that in his little oh, pair of Bears video. That's so anyway. So that's my thing with James Dolan. Like, he wants to win now and he wants some money. I get it. Listen, I'm a Rangers fan. I'm, you know, as a sports fan, you want to see your team win the championship every year. But the reality. The reality is. I'm not a fan of James Dolan. I don't I'm think not. anyone is. So what did, what did you think about this whole... Okay, all game? things considered, I all the crap that went on between the D'Angelo getting exiled after fighting Georgiev post-game, Panarin in his life practically in danger because of, you know, what happened, the Tom Wilson fiasco, all that considered, I think the Rangers had a good season. But... Something, I hate to say it, I might agree with James Dolan and Mark Messier on. Don't get me wrong, I still think firing John Davidson and Jeff Gordon is a complete overreaction. This team needs size. It does need grit. Because I'll tell you something. Let's say Tom Wilson has, let's say the Capitals that night aren't playing the Rangers. And they're playing the Islanders. And that's not Pavel Buchnevich's head. He has... On the ice with his stick wrapped around his neck. It's Anthony Beauvillier or Matt Barzell of the Islanders. Some great names. Yeah. In all honesty. Badass hockey names, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hockey names are insane. If Wilson... They're either very French or they sound badass Russian. But but if that is... But if Tom Wilson is in the same situation and that's Beauvillier's head, not Bushnevich, I don't think he's doing it. And if he does do it, he's an idiot (laughs) for this reason. He wouldn't only get the fine from the league. He'd get the fine of Matt Martin. Matt, exactly. Matt Martin is a guy on the Islanders. He can fight and play hockey. I think, James, I do agree. This team does need size. They have a guy in their system in Sweden. His name is Alex Edstrom. He's 6'6", 215 pounds. I don't know if he could fight. If I'm not mistaken, the Swedish league doesn't allow fighting. <laughs> But I've oh, that's seen, lame. I've seen, I've seen fights in Swedish hockey. Okay, then. Okay, then. Especially good. In the, especially in the Alzvetskin, Alz, hockey Alzvetskin division. Okay, well, hopefully this kid's in training camp next year. He's like, listen, I'll protect the. He could be the guy to protect the Panarins, protect the Lafreniere's, or protect the Zabanajads. But anyway, I think James Dolan had a revelation, the same way Ed Snyder had a revelation about the Flyers in their early days when they were just a little startup expansion franchise of the original 12, they got ap- one of their early games, they got absolutely humiliated <laughs> by the St. Louis Blues, not just on the scoreboard, but physically. The St. Louis Blues beat the pulp out of them, basically. And at that point, 
that was a turning point for Ed Snyder. He said, I never want to see this team be intimidated again. And after <laughs> that, it led to the creation of the Broad Street Bullies. Bobby Clark, Dave the Hammer Schultz, guys that, you know, were tough, could play hockey, and some guys that could just fight. That were just like, listen, if you fuck with Bobby Clark, you're getting fucked up. But here's the thing. Those were the 70s. In that time in hockey, you were rolling out three good lines and maybe a fighting line. So it works for the Flyers then. Now, you're rolling out four lines. If you're getting guys that can fight, they can't not play hockey. And that's why guys like Tom Wilson, as much as Ranger fans hate him right now, I hate him too. Will I take him on my team? Absolutely. Because he can play hockey, and God forbid you get him to clean up his act a little bit. Like, is he still want him to be physical? You want someone like that to protect Panarin or Lafreniere if necessary. The Islanders have that and Matt Martin to protect him. And, you know, they have a guy, Ross Johnson, but he's kind of an old school guy. Like, he's pretty much there just to fight. How, how old is Tom Wilson? He's, you mind me asking? I think he's in his late 20s. I'll look it up. Late 20s? But yeah. What's uh, what's the age that these guys usually come up in? Now I'm, I'm going to just start asking educational questions because I, I turn on these games and, uh, you know, they're, they're always 27. fun to watch. Wow. Just, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not privy to... Jeez, he's 30 days older than me, Tom Wilson. Wow, so he's... Well. Is, that, is that young, technically? Like, I mean, I mean I, Carter Hart is still though? stupid young. You know what, though? Like, what, I used to work in hockey. I used to work with the, at the junior level and see, see young kids develop. And really, the age, it really, you know, age is important because, it, but it depends on how well the kid is developing. You do see in the NHL, you see guys like Conrad David, 16, 17, 18 years old, age already. And then you see some players that go, you know, age out juniors and they go to college, they become college free agents at 25, 26, 27, they make their NHL debuts. You know, sometimes hmm. you do get the late bloomers, and but mostly it's a young man's game. Sort of like a, sort of like, well, yeah, I could see it being a young man's game. I know baseball can be an old man's game because you know some some of these guys don't hit the uh, the majors until twenty seven. Yeah. Sometimes Judge, you, you get those beautiful you get those beautiful stories of some yeah. guys popping up when they're like thirty one years old and having their first start. You know, you really exactly. want Disney made a movie about it, The Rookie. Yeah, yeah, Dennis Quaid, great movie. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I have no idea what the front office is going to do now. I don't want them to do anything drastic. I want them to keep the youth. I want to keep the veterans. From what I, Chris Jury said in his introductory press conference, we're not going to make any changes that are too drastic, which makes me comfortable. It's not so like what's they, the definition of too drastic to him. That's a good question. When you say something's drastic, everyone's got because. And here's the thing: there's two things I heard, or more so one thing I heard. I got to bring up the tweet. It regards Jack Eichel, and I don't know if the mic picked up that fart, Dan, but Jesus Christ, my nose is picking it up. Oh, good God, broccoli! I, I didn't fucking fart. I heard that fart. You heard it too, didn't you? I smelled something. I think you're Dude, hearing things, you, Jack. You fucking farted. Jeez. I. Jeez. Uh, we'll okay. check the replay later. All right. Maybe the, maybe it wasn't loud enough for the mic, but this is a tweet from John Vogel. He writes for the Athletic. Athletic. I think he covers the Sabers. Tweet today. Jack Eichel says there has been a disconnect between him and the Sabers regarding his injury. He said he'd be lying if he said things went smoothly. He says his main goal is to be ready to play next season, wherever that may be. Uh, that's, that's Jack a, Eichel could very well it. be a Ranger next year. That you is what, it. Though, I am sick and tired of just Jack Eichel to the Rangers rumors because I see it all the time. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, we want... Well, that's the rumor I prefer, but the next rumor I'll get into after you go on. 
you know, they say like Jack Eichel for uh, you know all the rumors I see. It's like they're, they're oh, we want at least Alexis Lafreniere. We want Capocacco, and we want three first round picks. That's a starting conversation. Well, that's not going to happen. But you know what though? Knowing the new culture and the win now mode, that could be enough to uh, get the trade going. I mean, I hope not. Chris Drury's well, res- I mean, Chris Drury's well respected right now, even though he's like just starting as like a head GM. I mean. I like. I'm trying to remain as optimistic as possible. I'm, I just want little tweaks. That's it. If anything, add a tough guy or two, but that can still play hockey. That's it. I'm not ready to fire David Quinn, the head coach. We talked about him on a previous episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Drury, if I'm not mistaken, did have a big part of bring in bringing him in. So, I do think David Quinn will be back next year. And I think he, I think that's when you truly put him under the microscope. I think he's done a fair job. The Rangers did well in like goals for goals against. I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head. But that being said, if Chris Jury does fire David Quinn, I think that says two things. One, James Dolan's got his hands all over this. That's not good. Two, news last night: John Tortorella is leaving the Blue Jackets. And honest to God, I have no idea what to think about that. I mean, no, actually, I do know what to think about that. I'm fully convinced if the Rangers do fire David Quinn, John Tortorella is coming back as head coach. Because what they do, because if this team is lacking in it, anything, it's grit. And listen, John Tortorella, I love to the guy. He has his place in Rangers history, but he, he I don't think he's fit to coach this team. Like, you know what, it, work, it works for guys like Callahan. It works for guys like Dubinsky because those aren't like skill guys. Uh, I mean, no, I, no, I don't know. I don't think skilled guys. Are, they aren't like playmakers to the likes of like Panarin or Zabanajad. Like they are the gritty guys. They get in the dirty areas. You can't ask. You can't ask Artemi Panarin to block shots because like you're asking him to take a lot of abuse to his legs. It's like I need these to be the freaking beautiful skater that I am. <laughs> you know what though? When, I remember when John, when John Torella came to the Rangers. I remember we had, we, we the Rangers retired Harry Howell and Andy Bathgate that night. They lost in overtime to they lost in overtime. They Randy got fired with Perry Pern and we hired right and we next to hired John Torrello. And then John Torrello's first game it was on the road in Toronto, if I'm not mistaken. And what I saw was Wade Redden, a six million dollar defenseman at the time, who was not playing up to his contract value score a power play goal. And the reason why I thought it was insane because at that time, the Rangers were notorious for being having one of the worst power plays. And that season, in 08-09, I think at one point in time, they had a stretch where they had allowed more goals shorthanded than they had power play opportunities. <laughs> and when I saw Wade Redden, of all people, score a power play goal in Toro's first game as coaching, I thought, yeah, we're going to be good with this guy. If he can do that, then we're going to go with this guy. But then what I saw was mismanagement of players, and it was clean Chris Kreider. And I remember how much we did not like the way he treated Chris Kreider. No, he, and we he thought it was going to kill his career. And what happened after Tortorell left? We got Elaine Vignon. And I was at this game. Oh, this it was is great. in November. After Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, 2013. Rangers, Canucks. Tortorella is behind the Canucks bench. And, they, and it was a joke because Vignon got fired by the Canucks, signed with the Rangers. Rangers fired Tortorella, signs with the Canucks. They trade coaches. <laughs> And 
Chris Kreider scores a hat trick. His <laughs> first career hat trick in NHL history ever against Tortorella after the way Tortorella mismanaged him. <laughs> and what transpired was the longest in chant, Tortorella! <laughs> Tortorella! Like, it was taunting, and I was part of it, and it was fun. But let's not forget that this man is a tough son of a bitch. And he does have and a Stanley you know Cup got, And I don't, can I tell you what I think he is? I think he'll be a good assistant coach. And I'll tell you why. You lead the main coach, but he's in the background saying, hey, hey, you listen. Good cop, you bad listen. cop. Good cop, bad good cop. Good cop, bad cop. I think we had David Quinn and Tortorella as the be- as the assistant coach. I consider David Quinn a diet John Tortorella because, like, Quinn's a guy who wants intensity out of you, but he's not going to go to the links that right. will make you hate him like John Tortorella will. you watch the show Key and Peele? I love Keen. Yes. Okay. You know the Obama and the Obama translator? Yeah. Yeah, he's the, he's the Obama o- translator. Obama, Jordan Peele's, Jordan Peele Obama is Quinn. King Michael Key, the uh, translator. <laughs> John Tortorella. The translator is John Tortorella. <laughs> I can see it happening and I can see the combination because, Tor- listen. But he, here's he the thing. We got a sh- coach at a time before the NHL lockout when the game of hockey changed. Well, but here's before the thing. The we got Jacques Martin as our one of our assistant coaches and our defense improved so much with him I know. in the toughest division. I know. So I don't know if that's bringing what's, that's what's tough too. Unless, like I'm saying before, it'll look good on paper. You get that mentality. But I like Jacques Montan too. Yeah. But and, and unless, listen, unless they want to get rid of Jacques Montan for everything, which not, they shouldn't. They do not. Unless Tortorella could come in and say, but then again, he just got fired. But other teams are interested. I, mean, no, I heard no, Tor- just now. Tortorella didn't get fired. Him and the Blue Jackets I'm both agreed. Part away. Part away. And part I will. Ways. My apologies. And before He's people kill away. me for because I didn't bring this up, Panarin did play for. Tortorella in Columbus. I just remembered that, so. Yes, and that was a glorious time when they defeated the 62-win Tampa Bay Lightning, who then set the record for the lowest amount of wins in the playoffs with zero, to quote the great Keenan Thompson during the NHL All-Star. Jeez. Uh-huh, NHL Awards ceremony that year. But, yeah, I just. I loved every minute of that game. That was fun, guys, talking about Rangers. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm learning more about the Rangers. I wish I I. I I'm, I'm trying to get into hockey. It's hard for me to catch it because I'm also, like, paying attention to Knicks and, uh, well, no, I am paying As attention to As you're wearing a Sixers hat. He's wearing a freaking Sixers hat. I've been paying attention to the you Sixers, the Knicks, uh, the Phillies, you know what? the Mets. We're, listen, because we're in, enlightening you with Rangers and our banters, you should just become a Rangers fan. Don't worry about, listen. No, you, he's, honestly, you're, you're doing he's a better a, job than Steve is making me a, a Flyers fan. So, Rick, you're going to have to do something about that. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> Oh, Why? Good. You're wearing a Red Wings jersey. That's I mean, a Gordie Howe jersey. I'm a hockey fan. And also, <laughs> the love of my life who's sitting over there, who one day I want to ask to marry, is a, from Detroit. Big Detroit fan. Michigan area. I don't even know if the mic's picking this up. <laughs> and I'm repping it today. And I'm repping, representing it's like my Gordie Howe? Today. Is that what yes. that is? Gordie yes. Howe, Mr. Hockey. Are they yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, it's backwards, but you know, well, we'll, I mean, we'll fix that in post, I guess. Oh no, dude! It, whatever the, whatever program this is, we're recording. For those of you listening to this on video, it, it when I once I hit stop, it flips automatically. So what? Yeah, <laughs> that's I, weird. I realized that when I was testing, but geez, but back on topic, I want to say yeah, I every ounce of my being wants to still have faith in this rebuild, still have faith like the Rangers will 
make the right decisions going forward. Listen, if David Quinn is somehow gone this offseason, which I don't think he will be because Drury, he he was kind of helped, brought in by Drury. Here, put this on. Put this on. Oh. Let me see his hat on there. Oh, jeez. Now that looks good on you. <laughs> that is a good He's getting a hat. feel for it. That is sexy. Zach Daniels wearing a New York thing. He can't oh, do no, it. No, no, no. Anti-New York. Anti-New York. It doesn't feel right. It but, doesn't feel right. right Actually, I feel my head. You know I think my head's burning. Yeah, I'm adding a coin toss topic. Like we did last show, we're adding a coin toss topic. <laughs> okay, then before... All right. Before you... One last thing before we get into the next coin toss. If we do get a new coach, if anyone, I'd want it to be the AHL coach, Chris Knobloch. But anyway, let's get into the next coin topic. Bing! What do you want, Dan? All right. Last, last yeah, thing, what, for, last last thing for, for the, the night. night. We've and then, gone an hour. Yeah, we've got... Minutes? What's uh, timer? We've got, we've got an hour. One hour, four minutes, and 47 seconds? That, I mean, that's not counting. We haven't gone one minute. Okay, so we'll go on. One hour. Okay, okay, what's the next topic? All right. We're talking joking around about New York. You, you know, wearing a Rangers hat. I can't believe I said Knicks first. Oh, my God. It's sick of me. Blasphemy. Okay. We're going to pelt you with Philly cheesesteaks. Do you think people should be fans... Uh, represent fans of two conflicting of two rival cities. Let me rephrase that. I think yeah, I know I what have I have friends, for example, that are diehards of the New York Yankees <coughs> and the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, yeah I know. Ah, I have a friend like that, Gabe. If you're listening, do I'm looking you, at you. You confuse the shit out of me. Zach Glasky, Yankees, Eagles. Do you think? <laughs> do you think? That should be allowed to be a fan base of two area of two cities that are considered rivals like New York and Philadelphia. I mean, absolutely. You think that's okay? I, I, I believe, I believe you can be a fan of whoever you want. I found that out growing up. Uh, I'm, I don't know if I've ever told this story, but I'm going to tell this story right now. And um, we're out of time. We had. A, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. We had a. We. I had a friend. He just moved to Millstone, where I went to elementary and middle school um and he was a ravens fan and it was 2000 i had never met a ravens fan before but that was the year the ravens and the new york giants went to the super bowl and growing up in the middle of new jersey basically and i think you told it, us a story but go on i don't think i said it on an episode maybe i did i don't I know don't but the I point is well i'll just simplify it, <coughs> all right he got a lot of crap from kids, you know, when we were first grade or whatever it was. He got a lot of crap from k- kids uh, for being a Ravens fan, and the Giants were in the Super Bowl, so they are like, oh, yeah, the Giants are going to beat their butt, blah, 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 you know? And I was like, you know what? I don't like these guys. And I think that's where my New York Giants hate started. And in just in general, I started feeling a pompous sense from all New York fans. So I was like, I'm just going to be anti-New York. And I personally picked up on Philly's attitude a little more because we were the little brother to New York because we also lost, you know, we, we, we don't have nearly as many championships for any sport when it comes to New York. But you know what? Our fans are better. And that's what I like. And then the, and then the Ravens kicked the living shit out of the New York Giants. And that's what I said. <laughs> ah, that's what you get. And this is why you your guy you guys used to have a jail in your stadium. Not at all. Not at all. This, you boot you, Santa. There's no They oh, didn't oh, oh, boot Santa. Santa. They threw batteries at Santa. Santa. I have a question. Why don't you come up with something better? Why don't you come up with some You know you know when the Giants and the Jets had a preseason game? Someone got tased. 
So we got this. I'll bring that up. It was on 9-11. I got to I got it. I got it. Wait, hold on. Didn't a Flyers fan kick the crap out of a retired police I do not. I do not claim. a young child. Maybe, but you know what? I bet he deserved it. If I won that, I bet he deserved it. Hold this thought. I have a story. My first ever football game was the Jets-Giants preseason game. Good story. Write a book about it. I was four or five years old. I was like this little... As my dad puts it, I was a cute little kid rooting for the Jets. I'm like, go Jets! And according Never to my, again. I have no, no, I have no recollection of this. I was really young. But some guys who were like in their 50s, Giants fans, yelled at me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and, you know, security got them out. But, you know, my dad looked at them like at the top of the stairs. They're just like looking at, looking at us, basically. <laughs> At some point, like, they turn around or whatever. My dad picks me up like a football, carries me out, and, like, we get out unscathed. So, I think it's because Giants fans are pussies. But, Ooh. I mean, in general, I, I think they're they're dumb. You should have seen the way they reacted when we got Devontae Smith. I saw the video that was Oh, my the God. And, and just in general, I mean, like... You I'm, don't I'm need gonna... a freaking wide receiver, Giants. I mean, they might be parting ways with Sterling Shepard, but ooh, I don't know. I'm uh, very I'm very active on Twitter, uh, at Zach, at the underscore Zach Daniels on Twitter. Uh, I'm, I'm very active. Uh, there's so many Giants fans that are pretending like they don't care that we got Devontae Smith when they clearly cared about Devontae Smith. So, what is this? He's writing your Twitter this? underscore. Oh, oh, there it is. At... Uh, is it with a Z or an S? It's 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 with a K. It's with a is a K and a Z at the end. Yeah, oh, yeah. You just threw off our it's v- okay. video watchers. It's okay. It's okay. It's at the underscore Zach Daniels. Give me a follow. I'm very fun. <laughs> but but yeah, no. Uh, I mean, in general, I just think going back to what the question was, uh, it, it doesn't really matter. It's really what you just. What, it's the team that you like. I, I don't. I don't even necessarily know what brings people to their teams. Outside of like family, a lot of the yeah. times, okay. and and friends, uh, you know, some people have personal. Like mine was just the fact of, I got I, I guess I wanted to be like anti-establishment or something. I was so rebellious growing up that like there was way more New York fans, and there was still a good amount of Philly fans. And I had friend, I I actually like had friends who were Philly fans, so I gravitated more to them anyway. So screw it. I was just going to go ahead and go against yeah. the, you know, the, my mother was a Phillies fan. My mother, my parents had like the weirdest fan base, uh, you know, loves out of any of them. Like my mom is a Reds, oh, a Washington. We're canceled! We're canceled! <laughs> they, she's a Washington football fan. My dad's a Packers fan. He's also a St. Louis Cardinals fan. You know, like, it, right. he was an Islanders fan, apparently. I can top that combination. Yeah, it's it's really, you know, it, it really, I don't think it really matters. Speaking of Islanders fans, we got to get Matt in here for an episode. He should yeah, Matt, what the hell are you doing? Are you watching this? Are also, you congratulations to, to New York Islanders for rebranding their AHL team, American Hockey League team, from the Bridgeport Sound Tigers to the Bridgeport Islanders. You have really made the citizens of Bridgeport <laughs> very, very happy. All right, well, go on, Dan. What were you going to say? Well, Anywho. Let's, let's hear this conversation, then we'll wrap up. Yes, yeah. we'll wrap up. Because i got to edit this. Yeah, have fun. Um, I had a friend growing up, Nolan Builder. I miss you, buddy. Hope all is well. And hopefully, if you're watching, and we can uh, hang out and catch up soon. It's been a long time. San Francisco Giants, Dallas Cowboys, LA Lakers, Pittsburgh Penguins. Wow. But there's a reason for each. Because they won championships when he started like I, If I remember correctly, <laughs> he was a Giants fan. He's a Giants fan because 
Barry Bonds was his favorite player before the steroid Fair. allegation. Fair. He was he was one of my favorites. He was a Cowboys fan because all of his friends were annoying Giants, Eagles, and Reds, and Washington football team fans. Okay. My apologies for the slip, folks. <laughs> I mean, you're not Lakers <laughs> fan. Well, not really a Lakers fan, but his favorite basketball player? Colby. Derek Fisher. Okay, get Derek Fisher. That's an interesting and one, but he was great. Pittsburgh Penguins because he felt bad how bad they were. And this is before they drafted Sidney Crosby. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he didn't realize he got a winning lottery ticket there he just, for them. He just had just, he just liked certain teams. You know, actually, I'll, I'll say this. Before I really knew what was going on uh, with fan sports, all that stuff, um, I just, I also like just certain players. Um, big Terrell Davis and John Elway fan. I was I was digging the Broncos for a little bit. So if Adam, you're listening, like I did like the Broncos. I still do kind of like the Broncos. And one of our I hope Jay Ritchie's listening dick. too. Yeah, and one him, of our supporters. Uh, he can one, go one fuck of himself. our um, close friends, Cody DeGorder. Uh, congratulations! Oh yeah, to, uh, him and his Cody. Wife, beautiful baby boy. Um, <laughs> congratulations! Uh, he, him and his father are big Broncos fans. Nice. Yep, they are. You know, they became a family on Mother's Day. It's pretty nice. All right, yep. well, they're going to have a baby foal. Or is it just a foal? It's not a ba- it's a baby horse, right? Is that a foal? Isn't it a colt? It's a colt? I don't know. I might be wrong. But he's a Bronco fan. It can't be a colt fan. Well, colt what if the kid becomes a Wait, colt fan? Wait, wasn't that commercial? Where Holy it was like shit! A he like T-Wolves. <laughs> Actually, I, I remember they told me a story once because I think they were finding baseball foal and basketball, but in hockey, uh, Cody, he's a big Rangers fan. His wife, big Devils fan. And I actually met his wife when we were in high school because she yelled at me for a Rangers jersey once. All right. I'm just, <laughs> so, I'm just so happy my fiance is a Ranger fan. Babe, if you're listening to this, love you, Brie. And I think they told me a story once. And I think at the end of the day, they don't care who the kid roots for. Um, as long as the kid's happy, that's more important. Really, yeah, but they told me a story of how they were going to do it. I said, what are you going to do? One's a Ranger fan, one's a Devils fan. And at the time, they said that they were going to do this. They were going to get a Ranger onesie and a Devil onesie. And they're going to let the baby crawl to it. One they like the most, that's how they're going to raise it. Hey, see what they pick. Let's see. Yeah, it's creative little way to sell that argument. I, my fiance and I, when we do get married, if we have kids, we agree on hockey, we agree on baseball, we only disagree on football, but I'm not letting my kid be a Jet fan to suffer <laughs> like me. Unless by some divine miracle, Rob... Robert Sala changes the culture of this organization. Then we could have the conversation. But anyway, I think that's going to wrap it up for tonight, boys. Thank Great you show. you for listening for a very long time. Um, if you even made it this far. <laughs> um, and I want to thank you guys for coming over. And uh, it's great to do it live as opposed to on the... Uh, on the video stream. We should definitely do this again and not have to talk into one fucking microphone. We have to figure that one yeah, out. Yeah, freaking yeah. Zach, Zach. Zach. Hey, Zach brought the USB port. Or no, yeah, the port for the USBs. We had a little tech issue there, but hopefully you were still able to hear us fine. I'm on the left. Man's on the on the right. No, no. I mean, well, actually, yeah, if you're looking at the camera. Us. Well, it, it's a little inverted, so. Um, oh, shit. It is. Yeah, it's going to flip once I hit the uh, end button. You know, that's too yeah. complicated. We shouldn't do you this. You know what? I'm Ed Darley. I'm Zach Daniels. <laughs> and I'm Jackknife. Follow us on Twitter. Again with his Jackknife. <laughs> you can call me Jackknife. You can call me Lonnie. Whatever you, you want. You have said like five different names at this point. You're like Johnny Lonnie, Lonnie, Lonnie Jackknife. Jack, like, who do you have the long hair? You the Lonnie Flow. Good night, everybody. You got the Lonnie Flow now. I got to do the plugs for social media. <laughs> no one's listening to this no, podcast. No, Shut up. Let me freaking end this show, all right? We only have three li- viewers. 
What? One, two, three. And then it's only gonna be three because you keep being annoying. <laughs> let him let him do it. Let him do it. <laughs> be sure to follow us on wherever you get your podcasts. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Funs Podcast and on Facebook at Fat Unathletic Nerds Talking Sports. This is Man Darling, Zach Daniels. I'm Lonnie. Have a wonderful night, everyone. <laughs>